and welcome to the Business or Bullshit in LA. My lovely co-host Amelia and I joined a London and Partners trade delegation from London to LA. We joined some of their sessions and got to hang out with some of the fantastic life sciences entrepreneurs, chat a bit about their businesses and future plans, and play a quick round of Business or Bullshit which is where we list familiar business terms and all our guests have to do is tell us whether they think they are business or bullshit alongside some of our favourite questions from the Business Without Bullshit podcast. Hi everyone, Uh, I'm Emila Radita and I go by M and I'm the co-founder and CEO of a London-based business called Samfire Neuroscience where we build wearable neurotechnology for women's health needs. Uh, In particular, our first product is a brain stimulation device for PMS and menstrual pain treatment. So it's the first class 2A medical grade treatment that can be prescribable for severe menstrual pain as well as PMS, so the cognitive symptoms of low mood and anxiety associated with periods as well. You did that brilliantly, but I have to say that you've done it how many times today already? This is my seventh time. <laughs> it gets so shorter should and shorter be good every at it time. By now. Should be good at it by now. So we're going to play our business or bullshit game. So are you ready, Em? Totally ready. Universal basic income, business or bullshit? I think business. Coming from Europe, I just care about this topic quite a bit. I think some of the conversation around it is definitely bullshit, but I think if we took it seriously and if we had a lot of brilliant minds taking it seriously, it would be very much a business topic. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Yeah, that's a you on that one. Um, Staff no dating policies. So I co-founded my business with my romantic partner and fiancé. So I'm kind of bullshit on that. (laughs) You'd have a much more boring life if that was the rule. Exactly. Um, How did you end up doing what you're doing? Ooh, uh, so I was actually doing my PhD in neuropsychiatry in Oxford and focusing on brain stimulation treatments for depression. So essentially improving the standard of care available for treating depression. And then we got very interested in understanding why we don't have anything specialized for women's depression. So things like postpartum depression, menopausal depression, and perimenstrual depression that actually is now treated like regular forms of depression, except from the fact that they're associated with hormones. And then I just thought it was kind of crazy that we can't apply the knowledge that we know about depression to women and got fascinated about building better technology and cutting edge technology that's very innovative for women's health needs in particular. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? Ooh, listen to the advice that people give you. That's probably, um, like, I think, obviously, it's great to receive advice, and you should definitely listen to it, but to follow it kind of blindly, um, which is a piece of advice I had gotten, I think is a little bit silly sometimes, because a lot of people um, hand out advice like it's free. So I think you need to really understand where the person giving advice is coming from, and I found that very valuable, because it makes me listen a lot um, to how people think and why they give the advice they're giving, uh, and that makes just you much more discerning. Yeah, I think people, some people just kind of, if somebody gives you advice, you just kind of almost assume that it's good advice without actually properly questioning who the person is or what their motivations are or what their experience is that's given you that advice, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, I'm running a women's health neurotechnology business in hardware, software, and firmware. Very, actually, no one can say the same thing, which means that very few people have dealt with the exact same challenges we're dealing with. And while a lot of business problems are quite generalizable, I just find that, you know, you need to appreciate the context that they're coming from and the area and scope that their advice can actually cover before falling into it blindly. Because I've now seen quite a few of my very dear founder friends follow advice from sometimes their board, sometimes random advisors, sometimes their friends, and sometimes their partners, and do a lot of quite silly decisions that they wouldn't have done had they thought about it twice. 
Yeah. And sometimes it's advice from investors that are giving you that advice Absolutely. for their own benefit, not yours. Which is why choosing your cap table carefully is super critical. <laughs> Carbon neutrality, business Ooh. or bullshit? I'll go business just because I don't want to bullshit topics that I think do matter for the future of the world. Again, lots of bullshit in the area fundamentally matters. What did you want to be when you grew up? That's a fun one. Um, actually, since I was a child, I said I'd want to be a scientist. I don't really? think I knew that what the scientist meant. It just sounded really cool. Um, yeah, but that would have been my answer <laughs> as a child. And in some ways, I still am. So, yeah. Perfect. Business or bullshit? Brexit. Bullshit. Absolutely. Don't think it needs I'm any Lithuanian more than that, to be honest. Full stop. Yeah, so working in the UK is very bullshit and going through medical device regulation in the EU and in the UK is bullshit. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks, no thanks. <laughs> uh, paying disproportionately large amounts of money for top talent. Uh, bullshit, uh, I think. Um, like, I think definitely you should compensate your talent well, but I think what we have found is that top talent are people who are really inspired by what they do and you'll want to compensate them, you know, appropriately, especially over time. But if people or top talent is attracted to companies because of salaries, I find it very unlikely for them to be actual top talent because talent is not something you have in isolation in my belief, but it's something that comes out when a person's best qualities are enhanced by the things that they do. So top talent doesn't exist without the job that they have. And oftentimes, like for example, all of our software engineers are actually physicists by training. A lot of them, people wouldn't have considered that, you know, that's a description for a software engineer, but for them, it's a lot about problem solving fundamentals, going to first principles. And that is really inspiring to me. So we obviously want to compensate them over time for that reward, but they become top talent by the work they do, not who they fundamentally are. And I think it's much more of a growth mindset in that sense as well. Cool. And business or bullshit, MBAs. I'm sorry to all my MBA friends. <laughs> Absolute bullshit. <laughs> That's one of our tests on the podcast. If you say it isn't bullshit, we kind of stop the podcast and <laughs> send you away. I, I mean, you can clear that by people who have MBAs, though I think a lot of people would say that. I mean, MBA is a fun degree, is what I'll say. And a lot of my friends are from MBAs because they had time to make friends. That's, 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 yeah. Correct. Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> What's your vice? Ooh. I think I'm often torn between whether I should be a you know, a scientist or an entrepreneur. And I think that a lot of technical founders found, find that over oftentimes that I get carried away by technical problems or like deep fundamental problems quite a bit in my everyday work. And sometimes as an entrepreneur, you need to push yourself to just be practical, move on, do first and fast as opposed to going in depth. And, you know, it comes with a lot of great things, uh, but definitely places where sometimes made not the best decisions came from the vice of being too much of a scientist at the core when I was supposed to make an entrepreneurial or a founder decision and vice versa when I was supposed to be make a scientific decision and I needed to make a founder decision as well. So Fantastic. That was it, Em. It was very easy. It was very Thank fun. Thank you very much for <laughs> Thank coming. You. And enjoy the Taco Tuesday. Can't wait. Thanks for having me. I'm George McBride. I'm a co-founder at Clark & Well Health. We are a mental health clinical research business which designs, manages and delivers clinical trials in innovative new uh, mental health treatment areas with a specific focus on psychedelics. So we have a site in central London with a secure pharmacy, psychiatrists, nurses, what have you, where we give people psychedelics and therapy on behalf of drug developers to try and test whether these interventions work as potential mental health treatments. And what are you doing in LA? 
we're fundraising at the moment, so I better drop that yeah, in. Absolutely. That's an important plug. Uh, my business partners wouldn't like me if I hadn't have mentioned that. So we're looking for investment. How much are you looking for? Three million. Okay. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Easy. So investment is high on the priorities, but we are looking to expand into the US late next year as well. So looking for partners and connectors and just also here to to learn from all the interesting businesses that we're meeting and make friends and colleagues and stuff. Fantastic. Uh, we're going to play our game business or bullshit. So are you ready? I, as, as I'll ever be. Okay. Personal pronouns, business or bullshit. Uh, what even is that? I think is where I have to start. Personal pronouns as in what like my he... personal pronoun is she for example uh, oh right is this like the company policy i'm supposed to be giving or <laughs> no no personal? no no you're entirely at your own discretion i don't find it particularly helpful on somebody's linkedin profile very fleeting instances where i'm not aware of the pronouns that the person would prefer me to use I'm trying to be as diplomatic in this as possible. But I think so where I'm leaning is bullshit. Is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Chat GPT. I'd struggle to do business without it these days. You're a big user? I'm well, not as much as I would like. I would like to just default to it because whenever I use it, it makes everything easier. Okay. But I often like struggle first and then resort to it. <laughs> Whereas maybe I should just give up on thinking myself and just, just, let just chat use the GPT robots do it for and you. just yeah, lean into the robots, robots of the future. This is all about your planned obsolescence, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm racing to make myself obsolete. That's my life mission. Redundancy. <laughs> um, what did your parents want you to be? Hard to say, but maybe something a bit like... I, I think I was rebelling by becoming a lawyer, which is what mm, a barrister originally yeah. did, because I think my parents would have liked me to have been like the front man of a band or something cool. And I was like, no. I'm going to be square. My parents were quite hippies and I was quite square. Okay. So I think they would have liked, they would have liked me to do something interesting, which I think I am doing now. So I think they'd like me to be doing what I'm doing now. Lawyers. Business or bullshit? Bear in mind the company you happen to be keeping right now. <laughs> I'm just like, I'll just, just lean into saying that I think, you know, that ChatGPT is the future. Back my previous answer for that one. Fine. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> um, what was your worst job? Um, I was a receptionist for one day and they gave me a script where I had to say, good afternoon, this is da 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 you went through to da 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 how could I take your call, whatever. And every single time I answered the phone, I would answer the phone and just say, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my boss was sat behind me and was just furious, just could not get it through. She just couldn't believe that I could be so useless at answering the phone. But every time the phone rang, it took me by complete surprise. And I answered it as if I was answering my own personal phone and said, hello, or what? And um, I was I was dismissed before the day was out. Receptionists at uh, doctor surgeries have got to be the worst, though. Yeah, the most miserable breed of people. But I think it's the job does it to them. I'd, yeah. like, I'd like to extend sympathy to all the receptionists out there that may be yeah, hearing this. Yeah, because they've got to listen to people describing their ailments all day. 
Yeah. Right? And people are never in a good mood when you finally get through to somebody finally. with GP surgery, <laughs> are they? No. Hold music and a choice of twelve different options yeah. for some time. Uh pivoting. Yeah, I just full pirouettes <laughs> constantly is my approach. <laughs> pivoting, very important. I so that's that's business, right? Yeah. I, I keep thinking this is a euphemism, which is why I put it in here because it makes me laugh. Um working in your garden. What well, and that just the act of yes, working in your yeah, garden. Like, I guess relaxing. It's not for me, but just because I can't really see screens outside very well and uh, it wouldn't be for me. But if I could work in a garden, I'd like to do it more often. I now have gone old school again and I will print out contracts and I will take a red pen and I will sit in a garden. Oh my God, you're a man absolutely after my own heart. And that is actually some of my favourite time at work when I have my phone on aeroplane mode a pen in my hand, and a printed out document. What's keeping you up at night? Other than my kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly my kids. But um, fundraising is my least favourite part of the business. Whenever we're in fundraising mode, because things Isn't become out of your hand. mode? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But it's the bit of the business I like least, because we can do our job, but then you never know whether people are going to invest or not. Whereas with the sales bit, I feel like I've got a degree of control. Mm. And I can, I, it worries me less. And I think that we do a good job of running the business. But fundraising stresses me out. Uh, angel syndicates, business or bullshit? Talking of fundraising. Yeah, business. But I don't know, I don't know how much of a role they play there's some cool ones out there that friends of mine are very interested in like odin these days and stuff yeah, yeah. but i'm not sure if it's sometimes a bit of a distraction having to deal with like loads of people and tiny bits of money it's a bit like crowdfunding is just a bit to not get me started on crowdfunding yeah you need to have already needed to have raised all the money and then you've got to think of all your incentives and PR and it becomes this whole monumental well i mean to be honest the only point of crowdfunding as far as i can tell is PR. Like for B2C businesses, it's a good way of getting people invested in your business actually and metaphorically because people can walk around and go, I put some money in that. But other than that, I mean, I don't think it raises enough money to be worth it, frankly. No, so bullshit on that one, McCauley. I like this one. What's your go-to karaoke song? This is a, a sad admission, but I don't think I've ever done karaoke. What? Oh my God. Really? No. Singing Not Your Thing? I... Other people don't like it when I do it. <laughs> Nobody likes anyone who does karaoke. Like, if you can sing, you don't do karaoke. So that's what makes it great. I actually, I would, I would be willing to give it a go. I've been witness to karaoke, but I don't think I've ever been a participant. I think you need to come round to Uri Clark. We've got a karaoke machine in the basement. Oh, do you? Yeah. Is there it a bar in the basement? It gets quite a lot of use. There's a fridge with a large amount of alcohol in it. It's sta It's got about four pints of milk, and it's an American fridge freezer. The rest is yeah, just stacked alcohol. It's just, yeah. You know, it starts with the champagne and moves down. That's well, how we roll. It's a date. We can uh, we can finish off the business or bullshit cards yeah. in the karaoke exactly. basement. <laughs> exactly. Sounds great. George, thank you so much. Thank you. That was fun. Hello, I'm Farah. I'm the co-founder of Hanks. Hanks is a intimate and sexual wellness brand designed with women in mind. So we produce products that are gynecologically backed all the way from your first time to your first child. 
menopause and beyond. And <clears throat> why am I here today? Um, well, you brought you me really, in here. You really <laughs> asked that like you really don't know. <laughs> I, I know why I'm in the US. Why so. are you in the US? <laughs> I'm on a health tech trade mission supported by Grow London. Um, and I'm here with a number of amazing health tech companies showing the US what we're all about. And um, all of you saying what you do several thousand times a day. Do you know everyone's pitches? Yeah, we they're do. 60 yeah. yeah it's, and they're getting shorter and shorter and shorter. I don't know. I, I mean, I've heard them a few times now and there are a couple that are getting longer and longer. True. I mean, you must have some favourites. Surely Hanks as well. Obviously yeah. Hanks. Obviously <laughs> Hanks. Great. Right. So we're going to go straight into our game. As previously mentioned, you just have to tell us whether something is business or bullshit. Personal pronouns. That, that's not bullshit business well a oh, thing. oh yeah it's it, it is a, it's a legit thing <laughs> whether it should be just for business i don't know but uh, people do tend to i think it's people's choice whether they decide to put pronouns and that can be in business so business fair enough chat gpt oh business all the way love it do you use it yeah we do we love it what do you use it for um, all sorts. <laughs> I don't know where that's going to get Whenever you have to write something. Whenever we have to write something very boring <laughs> that we don't have time to write about. Um, yeah, a, a number of different things. It really helps us. We're a super tiny, lean team. So anything we can do to create efficiencies, chat GPT comes in. Fantastic. What did your parents want you to be when you grew up? <laughs> they wanted me to sell condoms, not. <laughs> I'm sure that's like, you know, every night they were saying, remember Farah. <laughs> it's been my childhood dream. Uh, my dad always wanted me to be a doctor. So it's kind of in the same sort of wheelhouse. Sort of. I mean, so my sister's a really, she's a dentist and is very successful. And my dad had this dream that I would be a doctor or a dentist with her. So when I changed last minute uh, you need to do business and finance it was much his dismay and then I, I fell into finance I, was, I worked at Goldman Sachs but yeah. that was not good enough because I wasn't a doctor well um, I, I totally get that yeah. so it was pretty good to go to Cedars and I today and take a pic I'm like this is the closest you'll get to me being did a doctor did you like mug a doctor for their white coat put it on and <laughs> yeah. take a picture I, I pretty much took some pictures if I was like auditioning for Grey's Anatomy up on the helipad so yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> Uh, lawyers um, I can't say bullshit it's business and also my brother's a lawyer so he'd kill me if I said they're oh bullshit oh my god so you had you had one dentist sibling and one lawyer sibling yeah I and mean, I also have a banker and therefore <laughs> failed your, your parents yeah pretty much oh well <laughs> what was your worst job oh can't I stop that what my favourite job was what was your favourite job <laughs> Um, I used to work for Red Bull, so I used to drive the minis with the cans on the back. No way. Free Red Bull. And that was really? my favourite job ever. I did, it, I did it at university, so I didn't go to any you, lectures. like throw the cans or hand them out? A bit of both. And then they used to like fund us to host parties and we'd just, in the summer, we'd have these minis with us and we'd just drive around and give Red Bull. That is so cool. It was great. <laughs> I actually do remember them at uni. Yeah. But yeah, they used to come to like Freshers events and everything. Yeah, I do actually remember Yeah, those. they're amazing. Was there somebody else following up with the vodka? <laughs> yeah, or the yeah, yeah. Meister, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there literally was. Uh, pivoting. Um, it's definitely, uh, a lot of these are business, you know. Yeah. That yeah, is business. Yeah, you can That's say in, it's business, That is you know. in the nature of business. People always pivot. Um, circumstances such as COVID might make you pivot, which is what we did. Uh, working in your garden. 
That's bullshit. Oh, well, <laughs> in, a, in a time of flexible working, oh. it can. I mean, I don't understand. If you can work in the garden, like, does the sun not reflect into your laptop? And how can you actually see, see. what's going on? Mm. And there's a Wi-Fi bullshit and there's the sun and there's the birds singing and, and there's a pin yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then there's no working in the garden it's just in the garden there. therefore bullshit <laughs> yeah what's keeping you up at night oh many things are keeping me up at night as a as a co-founder of a disruptive brand i think fundraising is a big one also being a brand in such a taboo arena we have so many challenges so you know we have our adverts banned on Meta. We have payment providers. You have your adverts banned? Yeah, on Meta because we are classed as adult health, which they perceive as, you know, something that shouldn't be on there. And then I think the same also goes to things like fundraising. There's a lot of vice clauses. A lot of LPs don't want to back companies that are seen as adult. So, yeah, we have a few times. health, right? It's adult it health. It absolutely is health. It's it's women's health. It's a, it's a need. But... um yeah, they, they ban about 9 out of 10 of our ads. So Really? Yeah, they're just some of the things that keep me up at night. Angel syndicates, business or bullshit? It is tricky, isn't it? I have come across a few angel syndicates mm-hmm. that are bullshit. Mm-hmm. I will not name them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but find me afterwards and I'll tell you who they are. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it can work with the right angels. I think it's more about the syndicates vetting those angels yep. so that when they come to invest that that capital is deployed correctly and not through angels that then contact you after they've seen an episode of Dragon's Den thinking they can micromanage. So it's a shame. So I'd like to call bullshit on that. Okay. Uh, the last one. I like this one. What's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, I've only ever done karaoke once. And what did you sing? I'm trying to think. I'm a terrible singer. I what wish- do you, when, you, when you're driving along in your car, on your own, in your mini, yeah. uh, what do you sing? Do you know what? I After Rihanna was on the Super Bowl, I did have a bit of a <laughs> renaissance. Take a bow. Yeah, and I, and I did get into it. I was driving back from London to York, so it was a four-hour drive, and I really got into Rihanna singing <laughs> to my heart's content, but generally I'm not a singer, and I wouldn't wish that on anyone. That's why you absolutely should do karaoke, because <laughs> everyone who does can't sing. I know, that's, that's the rule. Yeah, that is the rule. Farah, thank you so much. Thank you so much Smashed for having it. me. Thank you a lot. My name is Phil. Um, my business is Gojo. We're a social fitness app working with corporates. That's what you want to say? Brief. You've been Doesn't, saying it we've all done, day. We've that's literally why. done a whole day of introductions of other business. So I'm, I'm battle weary. Even in there, the first intro was like 60 seconds and it went down to 30. And I reckon that was about 10. So that's impressive. <laughs> I, was, I was telling people my life story um, earlier. Now it's just, yeah, go Joe. Go Joe. It's looking up. <laughs> looking up on the internet. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we're going to play our business or bullshit game. So Phil, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. AI created content, business or bullshit. Bullshit. I, I think uh, if I hear the word AI now, I just think everyone says AI and they're disrupting everything. It's just boring. So I'm just going to say bullshit. It's AI. I have a very, very big problem with the word disruptive because every single startup I meet says, oh, we're disrupting the X industry or sector. And I think you can't all be disrupting it because it'd just be an absolute car crash. And I, I, I get triggered now by AI. I just think, oh, again. 
but w- we use AI as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hot desking. Bullshit. You need your own desk. Yeah, you need your own area to put your stuff. This is the lawyer in you coming yeah. <laughs> out, isn't it? Have you ever been fired? No, which is surprising. I've definitely done things that would get me fired. I'm not, I'm not going to elaborate <laughs> do you, on that. Yeah, I'm do you wish gonna, to own up? No, not, not, not at all. Okay, I'll, I'll say one thing. I was in my former life as a lawyer on a partner's conference, which is like a corporate stag do. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of passing a police car. I think we were in Belgium that weirdly had its like doors open. And I remember being freezing cold and thought, that looks so warm in there in my, in my drunken head and decided to get in it. We're helping the police with their inquiries. <laughs> yeah. It turns out the Belgian police don't like people getting in their cars without them putting them in the cars. So yeah. there was some sort of incident around that. Um, but I managed to... But you were warm, so... Yeah, I was warm. It was fine. <laughs> and you didn't get fired. No. It's a bargain. Silicon Valley. I feel like I don't know enough about it to give an, an answer. So I'll say, I'll say business just to be safe, just in case we ever need investment can, from there. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think is bullshit in your industry and why? Ooh, everyone saying how good their business is and not being fully honest until they've had a few beers and then... Crying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I suppose you just get sick of everyone saying that they're changing the world with something. Um, you can still have a good business without, you know, literally changing the world. So, yeah. Being disruptive. <laughs> Puffing your chest out, I think, and... Um, yeah, showing we're off. We're in LA right now, the home of chest puffing, if that's yeah. a thing. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm, you, you've, you, we're doing this at a time where I've had a day of people puffing out their chest, including myself, <laughs> uh, in, in, a, in a kind of forced way that I don't like doing it, um, but we're in it's America. Very, so, yeah, yeah. that's what, exactly what I was about to say. It's very non-British, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, virtual reality meetings. Bullshit. I think... If that means that you have to sit there with a headset on to have a meeting, bullshit. Well, looking like a squirrel or yeah. something, presumably. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I that's think, what I'd do. I don't yeah. Know that's I feel like it's just something else to charge. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> yeah. is annoying. Yes. What was your first job? Um, so it was in Australia. It was like a fake pot noodle production line. And the fake pot noodles came with a little spork. I love a spork. The spork. I was the spork guy putting the spork in the fake pot noodle. And I never missed one. <laughs> a spork was deployed well in every single one. Christmas ads or Super Bowl ads? Oh, um, yeah, bullshit. I mean, it's just too many too early. So You're not desperately waiting for the john lewis christmas advert right now no, it will no, be soon over oh, well, halloween and then then yeah it will, it will be soon it's got to be um business or bullshit management training bullshit definitely definitely bullshit can do it or you can't it's just draining isn't it i feel like you never you'll get you'll get people there that the annoying people who ask questions and when everyone thinks the training's finished and you can just stop now and go for there's that one person to, yeah Still always, asking the questions. Always, always. Who's your business idol? Business idol. I'm going to say my parents. Uh, oh, that's nice that's answer. So sweet. Fair play to them. So they, for many years, they had a, a clothes. Uh, they sold old women's clothes. It was called Janelle Fashions in Birkenhead. <laughs> it's no longer there. Oh, specifically for old women. Specifically. So kind was, of shirt waisters. Yeah, kind of like floral, yeah. floral dresses. Yeah competing against you know the big boys like marks and spencers at the time and um 
I joked with one of my friends actually and said like, you know, because he was he was he was taking the 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 mick out of me um, when I was talking about it. And I said, well, it put me through school. And he was like, yeah, but you went to a comprehensive. I was like, I didn't mean a paid school. <laughs> but, but yeah, fair, fair play to them. Like, you know, I saw how hard they worked, you know, owning a business and respect to anyone who does that because it's, it is really, really hard. Phil, so, yeah, you own point. a business. I know, I know. Just, that's, why, that's why I'm... Just to be clear. I'm almost bigging myself up. I've, yeah. I've got used Your to it. chest yeah. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So hard. Damn it. So hard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Phil. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Business Without Bullshit is brought to you by Ori Clark, a straight-talking financial and legal advice since 1935. You can find us at oriclark.com. My name's Rick Patel. I am a senior trade manager of life sciences at London & Partners. What that means is I find life science companies, exciting scale-up uh, companies, uh, stemming from London that are looking to internationalize, go into new markets, understand uh, where to go, build their networks and do business in new countries. Fantastic. Yeah, that's uh, a bit about me. And I'm part of the Grow London Global program at London and Partners. Uh, been there since April, came over in a merger, and I've been in healthcare in various different aspects of the NHS, MHRA, and consultancies. Uh, when about did I start? About 12, 12, 13 years ago. Fantastic. Right, so are you ready to play business or bullshit? Let's go for it. Unicorns, business or bullshit? Business. Do you care to elaborate? Or you want every business to be unicorns? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of the companies I work with, I want them to be unicorns. So yeah, the companies that are going to uh, be blockbuster companies uh, down the line and generate an insane amount. <laughs> Love it. What's the best piece of advice you were ever given? Oh, that's a good one. The best piece of advice is one of the bosses I used to work for said, and this was very early on in my career, he said, don't be swayed for a job by its salary or chase the money, chase the opportunity. So I always thought about that when I look at jobs. And I mean, it's not to say like... Obviously, obviously if there's yeah, money as yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, no, even better. No, and, and I think I think that's that's worked out really well in terms of the, the roles, well, the, the role I'm doing now, the role I've done that. So I joined London Partners through a merger. I was at an organization called MedCity previously for right. the past three and a half years which was the life science cluster organization for London. And it's now the life science arm of London and Partners. That was fantastic team to work with. Um, I got to work with so many exciting startups. Um, and this role I'm doing now is like a natural evolution of that, where it's gone from startups to scale-ups. Yeah. So, and I have just seen the most incredible technologies, therapies coming through and breakthrough innovations. So yeah, I'm, I'm just really glad that I decided to chase the, the, the opportunity in the people and uh, the companies I'd be working with. Business etiquette. Business or bullshit? I mean, just because I've had to, I've had to tell people about business etiquette, I'd say business. Really? What have you had to say? Well, it's going Please out. On, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's going out on trade missions, right? I mean, for example, I was in Japan a couple of weeks ago, okay. and business etiquette out there is Very it's just more cultural, right? yeah. um, cultural understanding of how to conduct business in those markets. It's very different from uh, Western countries on that front, where it's almost like a. a a respect for senior members uh, or senior people in the room. You 
present everything with two hands or you receive things with two hands, so business cards. Yes, that's right. I didn't know that. No, I knew that because we, it's China as well as like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so um, it can be in other yeah. Asian countries. Japan, it's very, uh, it's very formal with two hands and a little bow as yeah. well. Yeah. So to be honest, I'm, I'm still at that. Mi- I'm still on that mindset, and I've been doing that today. So actually. people are looking at yeah. you like yeah. you're an Thinking, absolute yeah. freak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's a business etiquette is is the thing for me. Non-exec directors. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kick myself for saying this, but bullshit. Oh, controversial. Yeah, I know, I know some as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your been your biggest fuck up or even failure? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the the the, the more fun fun side of things um, rather than I mean it is work related. Yeah. So I went out for a, a client event in Frankfurt. Uh, this was about six seven years ago, and they had uh, this. It was a big client of ours hosting uh, uh, basically an all company meeting where we were presenting a report that we'd done. Um, I was at the Economist at the time. And part of the European team were really keen to speak to me about um, doing some doing some work, and they they brought me over to a table. I had a glass of red wine in my hand, and um, I placed it in the table in front of me. And someone on my left had asked me a question, and uh, I was just getting so into my answer, and I was waving my hands around as I usually do, and one of my fingers clipped the glass. It went flying all over the person to the right. And oh, well, it's just as soon as that happened, it like there was this pin drop silence on the table, and then it was kind of like was it literally dripping off them? It, yeah, this guy had a white shirt, and oh. it's just like, and then I just thought, oh god, what have I done? And then yeah, it just like the the conversation trailed off like within <laughs> within the course of a minute, and everyone just kind of went off to something else. Oh, so awkward. So that that's the one that haunts me. So awkward. Yeah, wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the yeah, night thinking, yeah. oh god. There's no recovery. There's nothing that, that you just got no, to firm you can't, it. You absolutely it's, cannot it's, dab no. it with a napkin. No, that's no, not that is <laughs> done. A favorite subject at school. <laughs> I mean, uh, formally, I've got to say biology, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you mean <laughs> I always enjoyed music I actually got to combine both recently when I was in Japan I mean they love karaoke out there uh, one of the conferences I'll show you a picture later and there's a video as well oh, I need to see that yeah. they, they basically do this thing called the world band where they get together musicians and singers usually the, the musicians are all people from the organisers mm-hmm. but I'm quite a guitar nerd and uh, one of the organisers is a massive guitar nerd so we just he just invited me to play on a couple of songs so I played that's uh, so cool yeah I, I, I played on ABBA Waterloo and uh, Call in the Gang Celebration nice so, yeah. very nice yeah, it was really good fun but there were some really bad singers <laughs> there always is on karaoke <laughs> oh, careful with your answer here accountants accountants business it's always needed. correct answer it's always always needed always needed flexible working flexible working i i am all for flexible working i think it's important now so yeah. business definitely agreed fantastic thank you so much rick you were amazing That's right. it. more than welcome hello pete hansel CEO and co-founder of a health tech business called Isla. Named um, after your dog. Beat named after it. my golden retriever, yeah. Um, here this week, basically to kind of start to understand the US health market and see whether what we do in the UK translates nicely across into the US. And what is it that you do do in the UK? So we're trying to overhaul basically the way that health is delivered by moving from 
predominantly capturing information from patients by sitting down opposite them in the consulting room to predominantly capturing that information from patients asynchronously at home. And from that feed of data, you can draw out quite a lot of clinical insight. Fantastic. We are going to play our business or bullshit game. Are you ready? Yeah. AI created content, business or bullshit? (laughs) I think most things with AI are bullshit currently. But AI created content is is a real... Game changer. It's a real game changer, yeah. And I think for... For certain businesses, it's it's the right thing to do. For probably the vast majority of businesses, it's currently a very good fundraising term. Yeah. Hot desking. Yeah, great. You love hot desking? Yeah, I love hot desking. You're not precious about your chair getting changed or anything like that? No, not at all. We started the business on my co-founder's houseboat. I really swear to God, I thought you were going to say yacht at that point. <laughs> no, no, I wish. No, this is London. No one's got money yes. for a yacht. A houseboat. Yeah, right. houseboat on the canals. Quite close confines. Very close, very close, yeah. Uh, have you ever been fired? Yeah, I have, yeah. Do you want to tell us about it? Um, yeah, sure. I've been fired quite a few times, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Pick a couple. <laughs> I got fired from my very first ever job, which was pot wash. All right, okay. In a in like a pub. In a pub in North Yorkshire, in in yeah, a very rural part of England, basically for not really caring about washing pots, which I think is defensible. I think it's kind of hard <laughs> for anybody to really care about. It's that. very hard thing to be passionate about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the chef was a bit of a knob, so got fired from that, and then I got fired from my first proper job, which was a consulting kind of healthcare consulting company. Silicon Valley. I mean, no one can, you can't just say Silicon Valley is bullshit. It's obviously Well, I mean, business. people do. Really? How rude. No, I mean, business, big business. Especially when you're trying to fundraise. <laughs> Especially when you're trying to break into the US. Yeah. What do you think is bullshit in your industry? I think we've kind of already touched on it. So at the moment, I think there's there's so much excitement, quite, quite rightly, about kind of LLM um, and like a lot of the AI technology, which is Mm -hmm. super exciting and very powerful. But I see a a lot of health tech businesses trying first defining the technology that they want to use before they kind of define the problem they want to solve. So you find people trying to solve very operational or quite technically simple problems, but operationally difficult problems, trying to solve that with very sophisticated kind of statistical modeling through LLMs, which is not really a good fit. Just making everything too complicated. Yeah, just picking like just picking the technology that raises money rather than picking technology that solves solves your problem. Virtual reality meetings. So yeah, I I do think that's bullshit. Personally, I don't I don't see that we need to do that much more than like Zoom. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, and I don't think we're going to replace face to face meetings with virtual reality meetings. So I'm not sure that there's too much value in like developing that tech. I'd agree. Who's your business idol? I think it's Richard Branson. Really? Okay. Old school. Old school. You know, he's he's one of the he's one of the moguls. He's not done anything publicly. He hasn't, stupid done ter- he hasn't been terribly cancelled. He hasn't been terribly cancelled. He doesn't seem to be a paedophile. He hasn't gone to space for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hasn't done anything dreadful, and he just he's very kind of open about his his like business successes and. I think he's quite humble to an extent. He gives quite a lot of credit to his team and the people around him. So, yeah, I think he's a very inspiring guy. Christmas ads or Super Bowl ads? Oh, God. I'm lucky enough not to have seen too many Super Bowl ads. They're a really big thing in the US, though. I'm looking at the the guys that are actually American. They're both shaking their heads. Anyway, uh, management training, business or bullshit? Um, 
I reckon that's got to be like 90% bullshit. At least. At least. I, I kind of hesitate to say that in case any of my team listen and comment on what dreadful Fair manager enough. I am and how much management training I should have. Oh, last, so this, we, we double, so we oh, went back. So do you want to do a different question? You know the questions now. Oh God, no pressure. Uh, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I think in business, the the best advice, I don't know if it's a specific piece of advice, but it's kind of always this theme of like resilience. And I think that's most of the value that I get from talking to other founders. Like it's very easy to start to compare your success against the, like the huge headline successes that you might see in the media. And so you start to wonder why you're not SpaceX or Uber or, you know, any of the other really hyper successful businesses. And so I think the the advice that I find founders often give to each other and that I probably try to give to people who are kind of in a similar place, like these businesses take a very long time to build. And if they don't, then they're in the absolute minority. And so just if you, if you start a business because you care about the thing you're trying to solve, then don't be too waylaid by the success metrics and the pace. Yeah, because if you start a business thinking you're going to exit in five years, you're yeah. a twat. Yeah, basically. especially if especially if it's if it's a highly regulated, very difficult to disrupt a market like healthcare, you're probably not going to do too much that's valuable in that in that time. So, I think just being resilient, being kind of trying to stay true to your values about why you started your business. I like that general bucket of advice. Perfect, Pete. That's it. Thank, Thank you. you very Smashed much. It. Well done. So I'm Arjun Jaswal. I work for Perspectum in market access, business partnerships, and evidence generation. Perspectum is an AI-enabled imaging platform. Um, we provide digital quantitative biomarkers for chronic liver disease, cancer surgery planning, and metabolic diseases. So type 2 diabetes, but inflammatory diseases that affect multiple organs, such as long COVID as well. It's all delivered via software as a service. And we're based in the UK, but we have offices in Dallas and Boston. I'm out here to try and understand more about the, the payer landscape, the way it's changing, and what value means to different healthcare systems, integrated systems, and also more about provider partnerships. It's the business or bullshit, universal basic income. Bullshit. Okay. So you don't think that there's any merit in it? No, no. I, I think it's a really nuanced, difficult question. Um, I know a lot of the studies that have been done showing that it can help and work. I mean, I think they're mainly in Scandinavian countries mm -hmm. um, in a very targeted population as well. And a smaller population. And a smaller population as well. There's merits. There's merits without a doubt, but there's also lots of downsides. But with AI, like reducing the workforce, then maybe there is a need for it. Fantastic. Staff no dating policies. I think that's got to be bullshit because, you know, personally, I would steer clear of it nowadays. Um, but if you just think about it, the people that you work with or you, you the you're people around, you spend all with, your time with, I, I because, think it's, like, you, know, you know, that's who you meet. Fair play to people who make it work because, my God, that must be a lot. Carbon neutrality. I, I think it's business. It's a really complicated one. There's no doubt that, you know, the environment is being affected by what we do. But, you know, when it comes to things like electric cars, for example, you know, I wouldn't I would not buy one right now. It's not going to happen. I have lots of reservations about the way things are done, the mining of the it's not just about the environment, but it's about people as well. Um, and at the end of the day, at the moment, the way things are happening, like the same poorest people 
in the countries with the highest natural resources. We're getting fucked over, you know. So I think there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to do. Um, I have a motorbike as well in the car, so I don't, I, I don't want electrification anytime soon. What did you want to be when you grew up? I, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Okay. Wow. Was that some kind of Top Gun obsession? No, really no not young? at all. I, I didn't actually watch Top Gun until much later. He spent a lot of time in, in India in the summers. My my mum is from Punjab. Um, and so we used to we used to go there in the summer out in the village, clear sky. But you could all see the MiGs like flying. Yeah, yeah. Over. You can hear them breaking the sound barrier and stuff like that. So that's that's where I came from. And my grandfather was in aviation, so paying disproportionately large amounts of money for top talent. Uh, no, I think it's business because you know, if you pay peanuts, you're going to get monkeys, right? And you do need a certain critical mass of people who can really, really do the job really well because you're only strong as your weakest link. Like it, it, really, yeah. does, it really does impact. If you've, if you've got people who just can't do it, then it's, it's, I'll be happy to pay top dollar for good top people. Top dollar because you know, down the line, two or three years, it's going to show it. And finally, what's your vice? My vice? Oh. Um, she said to the man holding the beer bottle. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I, I do like a, a few pints with friends, but I think, um, so I, my motorbike, I think that's, yeah. that probably counts as a vice just because of the, the thrill the odds <laughs> ratio of death to, you know. Mm. But um, I, li- I like, I have a bit of a sweet tooth sometimes. So I... I what, what's your go-to? McDonald's go-to? apple pie. Oh, that is as long if it doesn't take the you know roof off the top of your mouth because yeah. it's yeah. slightly hotter, than the, hotter than the sun. Yeah, yeah. yeah then yes, I would. I'm agree. so I've never met anyone that said so. I am a diehard McDonald's fan. Oh right. I'm talking three or four times a week. I go to McDonald's. <laughs> like I love it. Wow. I genuinely love it. Um, and people are just disgusted. And I've never met anyone that has actually said like they also like McDonald's. So I, I used to have a spreadsheet um, when I went to different countries, have an apple pie from different places, and no just way. mark them. Yeah. Mark them yeah. As a, yeah. Do they vary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very like um, the ones in the states are a little bit more like they're not as crispy well, like on the, the outside. The, the, the apples are a bit harder, uh, and they're a bit too sugary to be honest. Um, that does, yeah. it doesn't sound like I'd like that one so no. much. If it's a quiet McDonald's, it's a it's a way to make sure that your order is being done like that it comes out hot, like warm. Exactly, yeah, yeah, it's not probably. one that's just taken off the thing. So as long as you like, just press customize and change it a little bit. You know, it's going to be hot. Cunning! That is a cunning plan. Um, Arjun, thank you very much. Uh, that was thank it. you very much. Appreciate it. And that was our very special edition of Business or Bullshit in LA. A big thank you to all of the startup founders that took part and a massive thank you to London and Partners and Grow London. 